Harvard medical student. Yeah, there's some guy with rubber gloves on. It was weird. No, it was a woman. No, but what about the guy? Well, I'm just saying, I understand your perspective, is what I'm you saying. Yeah, you feel my pain, right? I, feel I mean, you. it's like, it was just weird. Look at this. I'm still trying to get this thing together. Yeah. And it's the end of the show, so I mean, dummies, we were a success today. But we're talking about prostate again, Sam's. <laughs> I give up. Today's one of those days. I give up. But we were talking about these kind of weird, like, tests that they're doing, right? They're kind of like saying, okay, we're going to scrape your thing. What, what was your heritage? Did you find out? If you don't mind sharing, you don't have to tell people. Oh, what did I find out from my dad's DNA test? Yes, correct. I found out that I'm so many things that it's so many, it's so hard to list. Like I'm uh, Portuguese, Spanish, English, Italian, Welsh, um, like a few African tribes, a few native tribes. Um, so, th- so it, there's it, all this, there's all these, um, there, there's, there's all this information in your spit. Yeah, just so much. Or your cheek. Not your you spit. Just in, in, in saliva. There's so much. So, so basically, is that heritage. like why do they take it from the chickens instead of somewhere else? Do you know? Well, because you have you have a high uh, concentration of uh, DNA of, in your mouth of cells in your mouth. Yeah. So that's just things like 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 you know when you're when you're smoking pole and shit, are you really getting the highest concentration of their DNA on your DNA? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, that's how babies are made. Yeah. You can, yeah. <laughs> actually, I think they've done studies on couples like the long-term couples who have like uh, trace elements of their partner's DNA in their mouths because of that's just weird I'm, I'm that means we're morphing into each other is that a real you know i was once to this with this girl that i was dating like she had the biggest clit i was ever seen in my life <laughs> I mean, i'm saying i wasn't just like it was monster clit was it like, and she was falling she's a big tiny chick was it like a doorbell it was a door handle no it was more like i mean it, was, I, it went really i mean come on i mean that's a little bit over it but it was still cool it was still cool it was like a thumb or something right it was like a thumb. I was a thumb of a, um, of a toenail. Like you know, a, like on a foot. I was on a foot. It was like so, your weenus. What? Like your weenus? Not my weenus. My weenus is much. What? You want? You want? Do you want? Do you want to just got a ruler? You we're, no, we're talking about an actual weenus, not a not a penis. No, weenus means. Weenus is another word for penis. That's all. Is it? Yeah, I wasn't calling a woman penis because you thought it was a woman weenus. Dude, what are you trying to say there? You trying no, to you no, know? No, let's no, do it. No, no. Bust down your dick. Yeah, let's go. A weenus, a weenus is We're doing it. You guys gonna see it right now? I am not putting my dick out. Okay, yo, because he's he's shy, boy. No, this is your weenus right here. Oh, that, is that that's true? that's your fucking weenus. That's your weenus. Why? Where'd you hear that? That's your weenus. You don't know your fucking weenuses? This is your weenus. Look at it. This is my weenus. How do you know that? That's my weenus. Because I know it. This is you're what making that up. Is. This is a weenus. Nobody who told you that. I'm gonna keep saying this is a weenus because this is what a weenus is. No, you're but you're lying. Ladies, this is my weenus. I hope you can deal with that. How did you find out it was a weenus? Is that a medical term? No, it's like an elementary school term, dude. It's like they called you. They called out your weenus. That's your weenus. Dude. Nobody called it a weenus. It's my weenus, dude. I don't have a weenus though. You know, it's like I have. I call it a weenus, which is just basically. A, what are you trying to say? I'm saying this. But you got it. Like, that's it. That's it. We're busting out rollers right this, now. Is this what her fucking clit looked like? Is it, did it look like that? No. No. Yeah, a little bit. A little, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so my weenus is a little bit like her clit. I'm not gonna start licking your fucking Jeez, elbows. That's a pretty large clit. No, dude, it was it was monster. It was like that. It was like that. But it was like it was just like a, it was like a big puffy fat clit. And I was loved Mackinac. Where was I going with that anyway? Anyway, so she was she had which oh. We were at the uh, San Francisco, uh, what's that place out by the um, the Golden Gate Bridge? You know what that thing's called again? What's that? The school, uh, 
the Exploratorium. Oh, the Exploratorium, yeah, that place is cool. Yeah, so they had this thing where they are, she looked across from me, and I looked across from her, and our faces, like, merged into each other, and had that machine like that, mm-hmm. and it freaked me the fuck out, okay? <laughs> I was like, because I just didn't like it. I didn't like it. I was like, I didn't, it was my, it was like, you know, it kind of felt like my, my sphere. I hadn't grown to be the the, the, uh, the grizzled veteran that I am today, where I can just be like, if I did, I'd be like, ah, staring into the face of death. <laughs> Take me now, you know, like, or just, well, you ain't going to get me, whatever your statement have to say that. And I just really don't feel like I was there yet at that point. I just, life, I just hadn't gotten to that point. Right. I was afraid of death. Not afraid of death, I just didn't want to think about it. And we're not going to think about it right now because we're doing the radio. So, so, so he's talking about weenuses, I guess. So she had a big clit and people check their, their TNA from not from their clit, but from the inside of their cheeks. Firstly, here's what I want to say yeah, on the air because this guy's confused me with his. I apologize. This is not NPR material, but in a way, NPR is way better, way better. You know, like I was just thinking about uh, a lot of things the other night. I was doing this great monologue to myself, and um, I was just saying, because uh, you know, I really am a funny motherfucker. So I was sitting there, like you know, kind of in between playing my sets. I played some sets down in the studio where I played drums for like two hours. I played bass for like three hours. And it was like, that says not, there's no exaggeration. That's like kind of what happened. I was really driven. But sometimes I was just like, oh, you know, so look at this thing over here, da da da. And you go, what? And you go, what the fuck? And you kind of go, well, what even is happening out there? And so now they're taking these things where they're scraping your cheek and people are volunteering just like Facebook, just like MySpace before, where we're basically doing these social media things that gives them an immediate uh, personality profile of who we are. Yeah, and extra breeding programs. Now they're taking the cheek stuff off your cheeks. They're going to put that in a cell. They can duplicate it. They're going to be either populating other planets with our DNA. Totally. Is. Or saving it in a, in a way that they can do it that humans, at least on the surface, have not had a way besides cryogenics and ways of keeping things alive through, through freezing them. That we can actually rebirth them in another time and some being will come out of that DNA without a mother or father. Or it could be like plot twist, like do this for us or we'll release your clone and he'll replace you and you won't have a life anymore. Ooh. Yeah, you either you do it or your clone's gonna do it, asshole. So I suggest you get, you know what I mean? Like, you, remember, you ever seen that Simpsons movie? Oh, well, no, it was actually filming a guy with Bitch Stewie. Like, he cloned himself and he had this thing called Bitch Stewie. Bitch Stewie, I missed that one. No, you guys, yeah, so he's washing his back. He's Bitch Stewie washing his back. <laughs> and, like, he's doing his thing. But so, wouldn't we all want to clone? But he has to be stupider than you. Or else he'll take over, you know? Oh, yeah, he has to be a dumb. You know, but then again, dumber doesn't necessarily mean, like, uh, less successful. You know, they could just be lucky. I know, think about Trump, right? You know, I mean, you're dumb as fuck, but uh, he's, he was successful. You know, one of my favorite part of the things he did was he said, you know, everybody talks about this net. He goes, my father gave me a small loan, a million dollars, and I started my business. Went on a small loan. A, yeah, a small loan that he squandered. No, a small loan, a million bucks. Do you know how much a million bucks was worth when he was like 20 years old? Yeah. A lot more than it is today. Much more, yeah. So, like, the guy got to think about this guy's perspective is so warped that letting a man like that run this country has got to be one of the, the most horrific, though not really that much worse than any of the rest of them because they were all rich. The how much money that you have to spend to become the president of the United States is disgraceful. If people cannot get out there and just be a good man and say, I'm the right man for the job. And if they still have the audacity to ask for campaign donations. Yeah, they're totally rich. Yeah, fuckers. Totally rich. Like, look at the Bushes. They got money coming out their butts. Couldn't save them in the end. You see George Bush's face near his Then he had the stroke. And he was like, this. He was like, like, it was like his face was in a permanent. Just, <laughs> dude, I swear to God, you have to see it. Look it up. George Bush, near death. Uh, I think he's still alive, though, isn't he? Is that our next song? 
What? <laughs> George George Bush was a sexy man. Barbara Bush has to be one of the most manly women I've ever seen in my life. The fact that he married her, probably at least 20 years older than him, shows that everything was just, it's like kind of like Hollywood, the way you put people put these things together. Families coming together that have money to make more money. To keep the dynasty going for the grandchildren. In some ways, you say, well, who gives a fuck my, my, my grandchildren? I'm not a dad, so I don't understand this kind of like the genealogy thing of wanting their thing to go on and that pride and that feeling of going, fuck the world. I made a fortune, and even my fucking grandchildren are assholes and drug addicts. I still want them to have the money as opposed to somebody else. Yeah, well, you know, that's self-preservation right there. That's just like... You know. Is it self-preservation? I mean, they kind of... And they probably do care that their grandchildren are like that. But you got to almost guarantee that at least half the people who are born into money are fuck-ups. You or, know, or they become fuck-ups, you know. No, I'm just saying in a sense that they just don't do, have anything to do. What do you do when you're so rich you don't have to work? That's a good question. I don't know that. They're like, well, answer. I'm going to the Got Club. I'm going to go just be, get, get, get a rub down. And people are just going to like, just these people are just in constantly in a state of how, do they, how, how can they spend their money today? You know, and then each day they have to come up with some way to spend more money. Or else what else are they doing? They're just like, what? I, I'm, I don't think that that's their, that's their job is to spend money. I'm just trying to come up with more ways to be able to take on the value meal, you know? Yeah, you're like the, you're like the kid's happy meal. He's like, that's a banquet right there for me, pal. That's a banquet. It's, it's Thanksgiving. I'm going there. I'm going for it. That's so a, doll, a dollar twenty-nine. That's a McChicken right there. That's McChicken. Oh. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's like, he's got his feet back under him. He's feeling good now. I just had to nurse him back because, you know, like when someone goes out to sea on the snake oil, you got to go, oh, hey, come on. Hey, pal. Hey, come on. I was Where back. You? I was floating for a little bit. Floating. No, no. And it's good. Once you get it, it's kind of like that mushroom buzz. You know, every mushroom where you're all terribly, like absolutely terrified. Have you ever, have you, have you done mushrooms? No, the only time I, I, you know, I wasn't terrified when I was on mushrooms. I was hysterical when I was on mushrooms. They make you laugh. Yeah, but I mean, I guess for me, maybe I did a stronger ones or maybe more. And, um, you know, it's kind of like this thing where I, you know, because I used to work for them and I was at this Ecom, this, this uh, regular artist called Ecom House. Mm -hmm. I lost my shit in there. I was like, all of a sudden it just got so weird. I, every place I stood in the club was like really fucking it's just like you're sitting there just you can't you can't find your spot you're feeling everybody's either looking at you or you're just you're just not comfortable in your skin ran out almost ran out walked all the way home and I was like fuck this I just paid to get in I want to go see the show and it was like but I, well, before that, I actually ran up to the bar and tried to down a couple of beers to put myself like in a, a good place. Right. You know, you're kind of like, you're like, oh my God, I'm starting to freak. Pound a beer back. You're like, it's not working, kind of. Okay, I'm going to do another one. And I was like, kind of crazy because then I was like, I did. I fled the club. And I, there's only a few situations where I really am like, I'm freaking out. I can't handle it. Rollers, I'm kind of like a heavyweight champ with that kind of shit. I can do it. But sometimes the buzz hits you and you're just like, you just, I got to get the fuck out of here because I'm, I'm going to hit the floor. Something's going to happen. I'm just feeling dizzy. I walked out and came back, and I had the best night of my life. It was dancing. Once I got back there, so mushrooms, I was saying, sometimes things are like that with the with sneak oil, too, where you can have a really, it's like, you know, I heard ketamine's the same way. Have you ever tried that before? Ketamine, that's like, it's no, like, I, it's this tranquilizer. It's, it's kangaroo tranquilizer right here. That shit numbs you up, dude. Yeah, but actually, it was really fun. You do it, you don't have to do it a little bit more. And this guy's a douchebag. I'm not even going to call him by name, but uh, he actually did give me, um, he gave me an exact description of what my experience was going to be. So he's really like to do, you know, it was like um, a melting pot of, of intoxicants. And like, you know, uh, it was just that way. So every weekend, him and his girlfriend would be doing, oh, no, we're doing eating mushrooms or, or smoking DMT, you know, doing stuff like that. No, I never smoked DMT, I couldn't say. I only did DMT once, supposedly, that they said it was DMT. I heard, I heard it's like LSD for like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, think about it, if you're already tripping. And then you do that. That was crazy. I was in Nassau Coliseum out in uh, Long Island. 
And I've seen this concert, and it just was just unbelievable experience of just how you couldn't even, you couldn't see in front of your face, you're hallucinating so much. So like, like for you, the, this is a lesson for you kids out there. I don't know if you guys see it, but let Roxy Roller do the drugs so you don't have to. That's over the, that's over the PSA is brought to you by um, yeah, Roxy Roller's Magic Snake Hole. And also uh, Rock and Roll. Uh, this has been a long night. It's been a long day, and I just woke up. Let me see, like, maybe if I can do it, you want to play another song, maybe, for the people? Or you want to keep talking about it? What's on your eyes? I'm probably going to miss her. I think she said it was at 7. I'm probably missing it already. Yeah, it's about time to bail here. Yeah, you you got to go? Yeah. Okay, he's got to go. He's gonna. I might miss my wife's performance anyway. If any people out there, maybe I could try to make a run for it. Thank you for listening. I'm going to go ahead. Can you hit up a nighttime playlist? This is the Roxy Oil Radio Show signing out for now. We'll be back next week with way more or way less. We never know. That's the, that's the excitement. That's the, that's the splendor. That's the, that is the glory of the Roxy Roller Radio Show. We'll be back soon, I hope. Wow, this is sad. One of the most depressing shit I've ever done. I gotta be honest with you guys out there. I hope you enjoyed it. It was fun seeing, seeing, uh, seeing the fish fry. Um, the helicopters not circling overhead right now, or are they? It's getting weirder by the second. Uh, I think that snake oil is kicking in now. They're not looking for us yet. Yeah. All right. We'll be back uh, soon. Love you guys. Nighttime playlist, where is it? It's just hit play. Okay. It's loading. Oh, it's, it can't be loading right now. It's, yeah. it's giving this a circle of death. <laughs> Fucking shit. Be good. It really is. It's like, there. fuck this. Well, my favorite thing. This is another thing I believe in. Like, uh, when creditors call me, I will just fuck with them. And and now, um, I think you have credit card debt. You have debt. Uh, yeah, I I have debt, but they they won't call me anymore because I've just wasted so much of their time. And you know, after seven years, it just resets, right? Does it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but what you have to do is when they call you, you can't admit it's you. When they're like, "Hi, this is Pam Benjamin," you you can't say it's it's you. You don't have to say it's not. I couldn't answer the phone. This is Pam. That's how I always answer the phone. Right. You also have to change your uh, voicemail message. Wow. But uh, that's the thing I didn't know because my I, I would live to fuck with these people. They call me, and the only way you can really keep them on the phone is if you admit it's you. You know. Right. Because otherwise they want it. Otherwise they'll try to hang up and stuff. But like I, I knew exactly. So so I. I Who did you learn this trick from? Did you read well, it in a book? I, no, I just figured it out after they kept oh. calling me. And basically, okay, I, a credit score is an imaginary fucking number, all right? It's not a real physical thing. It's an imaginary fucking number. I don't believe in credit scores. So you're not going to threaten me. They, they threaten me, oh, right. we'll fucking ruin your credit score. Go for it. I'm going for the world's lowest credit score. You know? And I just fuck I'd be like, how do you people sleep at night? Try, your, your whole job is to get money from poor people. You fucking, for yeah. fucking rich corporations. You, you, you know, just going off yeah because i love that a confrontation where there's no risk of physical right uh, altercation and they totally deserve it their their job i don't give a fuck to feed my family well how about you do something that actually helps society instead of stealing money from four poor people yeah fucking douchebag so i don't yeah yeah no i agree because that's the thing if you have a credit card that means you don't have the cash to pay for something which means you're poor but it's not all i never had a credit card in my life and i probably never will because my credit score is so low but uh well 
they'll give you a credit card. They just give you like a 18 or 19 percent interest rate monthly uh, combinant. So when you have a low credit score, you can get lower lower interest because they know you'll pay it back. But otherwise, they keep you at a really oh, right, high interest right, right. rate so that you'll pay it off every month. And they try to scare you, but then it just keeps racking and racking and racking and racking. And that's when you say fuck you, and then right. don't talk to them for seven years. Right. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but my stuff wasn't even credit card debt. It was like um, it was. Uh, uh, there was a hospital thing. Oh, there was a that should be forgiven. That's not fair. I, I think I, I think yeah. hospital debt can't fuck with your credit score, but the, the creditors would still call me for the hospital debt. Sure, of course. And then it was shit for like unpaid, uh, y- y- you know, um, like uh, trains or whatever, unpaid tolls and stuff. Oh. And I just like to welcome y'all. To- well, that, uh, I, that's when I, because I looked at my actual credit report, and uh, most of it was stemmed from those kind of things. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was never like I fucked. And I'd just like to welcome y'all to Afternoon Delight 6.9. Did he just say 69? Yeah, if you tuning in right now, you just on time. Oh, boy. It's a podcast. I don't know, maybe you've heard of them. Perhaps you've been living under a rock, which brings me to... Uh, our hosts, we got Amanda Rocks. Amanda Rocks! Karaoke host from Oklahoma. Kind of makes me think of Oki from Muskogee. I think that was Merle Haggard. Anybody ever listen to Merle Haggard? We got uh, Sarah Late-Ass Sparkles. They've been calling her Late-Ass Sparkles because she's on time to everything and sparkly. So your motherfuckers gotta stop listening to me and start listening to these two females. And I mean, they crazy, like, you know, batshit crazy. Get the kids a sitter, you know what I'm saying? Enjoy the show. Welcome to Afternoon Delight. This is Amanda Rocks. And Sarah Sparkles. And Delightful Dave. And back from the dead. Broken. Bob. <laughs> All right. So we got a whole studio full of people today. So many. So many. We can't see you waving. So <laughs> we are happy to call them our friends and our friends of friends and family. All right. So, I would say the old um, the old hats at this should go. And Russell, why don't we start with you out there, and you can tell us hello <laughs> and who you are, even though I just did. Hi, everyone. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, absolutely. Russell back with the truffles, a smorgasbord of truffles for the hosts and the guests. Hell yeah, you just had like a run. A truffle smorgasbord of the weekend during St. Patrick's Day. Of the gargantuan birthday weekend with the gargantuan truffles. And did we get the one from my house? From your house? From the house? I did bring a gargantuan thin mint truffle for you guys. Wasn't there one in the fridge? Yeah, but I made this one for you guys. Really? Yay. Oh, do we get to eat one in the fridge? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm awesome. coming over. I know, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we'll need help with that. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, so, so who's next? It's Critterbug. Hi, Hi Critter. Here with a bunch of kids. Yay. I love it when you call me a kid. <laughs> Even though you weren't talking about me. And who else do we got next? Talking to the mic. You can move it up to you. I'm Rihanna. Hi, Hi, and I'm Ken. I'm here to do some plugins. Sounds dirty. Sounds painful. <laughs> and who else? We have one of the birthday people from this weekend. <laughs> Hi, um, my name's Ray. How you doing, Ray? How was your birthday? My birthday was a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much. Absolutely. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed it. Um, I have to say your your birthday truffle was my favorite of the birthday truffles. <laughs> I'm just saying. I would okay. agree with that. 
Hi, I'm John. I don't know why I'm here. But hello. Well, we're glad you're here to have fun, I hope. I mean, and if you don't, we're, we're, we're not. Yeah. There was a big bang, and then. I don't know what we can do about that. And who else do we have? I know we only have four mics out there, but. Hi, I'm Jay. I just got out of the bathroom. Well, All hi, right. Jay. Hello, Jay. I hope everything came out okay. <laughs> we don't need a number or anything. I mean, good. Don't even remind Did me you like the, the light in there? It's d- just, just it was thoroughly right. enjoyable. Right? Everyone should go it's to the nice bathroom. It's change. Seriously. Dude, I'm At so, least once. I'm so bummed that I didn't get the disco <laughs> light on my fridge in my move. I forgot about it. I had, the, I had been LED. You open the, the fridge door, and it just starts flashing different colors. My kids thought I was like super ingenious, but it turns out I just ran out of light bulbs. <laughs> so, but I forgot it. I'm, I'm hell bummed. So, and, nice. and we also fridge. had just had Adriel walk in. Hi, Adriel. No, Adriel. Uh, a- Adriel looks like Johnny Cage from Mortal Kombat. And Katie's <laughs> on her way. Who did nice? Oh yeah, that's great. So, um, the the group of you guys that are here, who, what are you, why are you here? Tell me what you do. Tell me about what <laughs> you would answer that for us. That's, that's a very good question. Um, <laughs> well, don't you do body casting or something? Oh, uh, yeah. So really? Uh, Tell me about this. One thing that at least two of us do is we are on a shadow cast called the Body Cast. And what we do is that we perform the Rocky Horror Picture Show Ooh. twice a month. Um, the last Saturday of every month, we're up at the Clay Theater in San Francisco. And we just play the movie. We have a bunch of actors. We have a bunch of props. We have a bunch of costumes. Actors get in those, and they just act in front of the movie. It's great. We have props. Some of them are from the movie. Some of them are joke props. Um, and we have, we just have a lot of fun. And we encourage the audience to participate. You know, yell at the movie. We... We you could throw things. Yeah, I like throwing awesome. awesome. things. Not we, and blow stuff up. The screen is expensive, but the cast is cheap. <laughs> throw, just throw your toilet Sounds paper like our show. at us. Oh, that, up and back. Up I couldn't back. see. And at the actors. That's awesome. I've been waiting to go. I've been bugging Critter about Sometimes it like it forever. Can we make a field trip there? Yes. Where? I yeah. keep yeah. posting. For the Rocky Horror, remember I said? I know, but I'm not good at adult, Curdy. You know this. So. I can't hear you without when you're not on microphone and I have headphones on. Tell me. Into the bed, baby. I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? We Good. can hear you guys. We can't hear Adriel talking in here. The show that we were talking about going to see to support that guy that came to visit, remember? Oh, yeah. I thought we were going to go to the show on Monday with... Um, we were, and no one got a hold of me. Um, like, this next Monday, I think, I totally is the last too. time that I it's going to be around. Well, what the fuck? We need to go. Yeah. Yeah, especially since I'm sitting on my chair, by the way, because I couldn't see (laughs) y'all. And I just don't care to see (laughs) y'all. I'm just kidding. I can actually see most of you. Even Ken. That was my knee. Even Ken through this little peephole window right here. You see my eyes? Don't be afraid, but be be afraid. Be very afraid. No, we we've we've been waiting. Don't worry, I'll be afraid for all of you. Dude, you probably should. I'm afraid for myself. (laughs) You should be. (laughs) Just saying. I would say so. You know. Um, so, uh, just so you know, we actually hooked up. I'm a karaoke host, and Woo, uh, she is. and I brought karaoke today. Yeah, I've been bugging you yeah, to do this for uh, for injured. so long. I actually brought a TV so people would be able to see the words, which is like unheard of for me to do like that. <laughs> the only time we've done that was um, at the rap battle. It's the only time we've had anything. Oh, at the other station we did. Karaoke. Really oh well, we're not okay. talking about the other okay. station. Okay, oh, right. Well, whatever. And I don't want to admit 
because it might be hurt again. And, you know, <laughs> just let it. So, um, but when, to, when we do do the karaoke, we'll have to probably have you come in here, to, you know, like uh, take turns type thing, so you can see the words. And I don't know. Can we just? Turn we kind of wing it. What? That's all Can good. Just going to the karaoke like we box. Well, it's only reaching so far to the electricity. Oh, it won't turn. Got it. <laughs> Got it. We have to work within the parameters exactly. of, of our reality here. Exactly. Excellent. Oh. Uh, I did not do that. Nice catch. Well, very nice catch. Yeah. Oh. We are Don't very mic, unorganized. Wow. Just so you know. I Don't believe it. That'll be $20. <laughs> <laughs> At least. So the body casting. Um, when when's the next time? Uh, the next show is going to be March thirty first, Saturday at midnight at the Clay Theater. Where's that at Clay Theater? On Fillmore. Okay. In the Filmo. I was I was really games. I was kind of excited I, that you guys did actual body casting. So why don't we say on the thirty first, which is a Saturday? I actually, actually, I need to look at my Facebook events and make sure I'm not double booking myself, which she does all. <laughs> I do all the time. Can they do it every month? Is on Sunday. Is what? The actual show is on Sunday. We do we do midnight shows. Oh, that's right. Well, so, oh, it's on Sunday though. It's Sunday midnight. You know how. Oh, okay. So I was gonna say on Sundays you I work. Have plans. <laughs> okay, okay. It nice. starts at 11:55 Saturday night. Yes. Oh, well, I can do that shit. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I yeah. should be able to. I want to be in it. I want to be the stripper chick at the beginning. Uh, tr- oh, Trixie. <laughs> yeah. Call me yeah, whatever you want. Yeah, she saw the Katie strip. Yeah, oh. it was awesome. Did you just say I could call you whatever I wanted? You always call me whatever you want. <laughs> How do you think Sarah Late <laughs> asked Sparkles? Okay. Oh. I Sarah Sparkles anyway. It was not my name. Yeah. Or my idea anyway. So, um, oh, it's, I had them all turn around so I could look at them, but now they're just kind of staring at me. And <laughs> everybody stared at each other. And it's Go. a little odd. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I forgot to bring the shirt that you told me to bring. I figured you would. But I still think you're very pretty and a nice person. So we have these comedy shirt um, festival shirts that from Mutiny, and I took two of them and I sewed them together to make it into like a Siamese twin type thing. And then she was not there for it. So it did not get worn. So we still have these shirts that are sewn together, like to make two people into one of them. And I was going to bring it and I forgot. Siamese comedy twins. Yeah. But... Uh, we brought uh, we brought a gift for Delightful Dave. Actually, for Bailey. Did okay. you see? No, I did not. I'm it's around his neck at the moment. <laughs> oh, it lights up. I it's a light. Yeah, it's a you're, leash. You're lucky you got that because I tell you what, I was trying to figure it's out what outfit I was going to make with it. Like, yeah. that was almost my belt. Yeah, you, it's you a good belt. You don't see that, so... <laughs> What? I need a lighter. Or nothing. Um, I have to say a very special thanks to Critter and her her uh, litter and her crew Critter for <laughs> for tolerating me as Sarah. As you should shut up about that. I yes. love you, and you've been very welcoming. And she has been very, very, very warm to me in her home. So I feel like one of her own kids. She yells at me all the time. No, I'm just kidding. I I it couldn't. Couldn't ask for anything better. Except sometimes Ken walks in and I think it's Adriel and I ignore him. Mm-hmm. Like on purpose. Ken. Well, that's just what you do with me. Uh, but I, I don't have that precedent set. I do that with him, see. And it was earned. What but it wasn't earned by you. And then I wait, saw wait, your wait, shoes wait, wait. Side, walk Sidebar, sidebar. What if, what if Ken just walks right in in his riffraff costume? And he's just like... <laughs> 
That would be amazing. You make yes. the most awesome riffraff, by the way. I can't imagine you playing any other part. Thank you. <laughs> it's a typecast. I was, I was just surprised how long it took him to get there. I don't know. You played a really good tree, though. <laughs> I do. I play both roles very well. <laughs> swing both. <laughs> swing both ways. <laughs> Carnivorous. <laughs> oh, God. So, what else? So, welcome to Afternoon Life. Yeah. Um, and we had um, St. Patrick's Day this last weekend. Yes, oh, yes. we did. And it was my, a lot of fun. <clears throat> my 11th anniversary. Well, happy you, you 11th anniversary. On St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Well, golly, you must bring the Irish. I, I doubt yeah, I definitely Asian brought the Irish to the wedding and the, and the drinking. Well, she brought the drinking, too, because she's Chinese. Excellent. Well, Hong Kong. As long as somebody brought the drinking. <laughs> Both people, even better. I was at the bar at 8 a.m. <laughs> I was. Yeah. Excellent. I you were late. And I was, you know what? And I was still at the bar at 1 a.m. You know, your boyfriend is the person that bought me my singular only drink I had on St. Patrick's Day. So, tell him. Didn't I buy you a drink? Absolutely not. Yes, you bought me a Jameson that got left and drank by somebody else. Because Fall. it never made it to me. Remember? It oh, was, shit. It was left right. on the bar and somebody else drank it. I apologize. I went, thanks. thanks. It was really good in my mind. In your mind. But I didn't make it count. Everything I made Jake buy me a Long Island. You could, have, you could have told Stephanie to put it up on the board. I paid in cash. I don't tell people what to do. Oh, I do. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we know Amanda. Not know. even my children. So I'm Amanda. Therein lies the problem. Yeah, I'm, I have no demand. We don't know me. what we're talking about today. <laughs> I feel like I was demanding recently. I want to know so, more. Who's going to be the first person to sing? Uh, that'd be mm. me. <laughs> it's always Bob. Even if he's gimpy, he can sing. Oh, fuck this yeah. It's yeah. a very large job. Uh, Adrian was uh, well, yelling. I, well, actually, it'll be the both of us. Oh, really? Oh. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh geez, <laughs> what is that for? That's what you are. <laughs> the truth no, um, is, folks, I was, like everyone I was is karaoke hungry if, um, in, in I was wondering if you could record me singing this song. It's going to be recorded just, on the radio. And then dun, you dun, could dun, just dun. play it on your iPod. It's recorded live. It's recording live right now. You can go back and listen to <laughs> oh, it yeah. anytime you, you freaking want. And do I don't have to do anything out of the ordinary. I think Too he's trying shame. to take the critter and, and be like, can you play me during your commercial breaks that are supposed to happen? Ooh. Yes. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, yes, that, you're that's so what cute. I'm saying. I, I can't tell if you're blushing because your skin's all tan-like, but <laughs> but I can tell you're blushing. I know. I'm definitely blushing. It's adorable. It, yeah. <laughs> By the way, I forgot my cigarette, so I'm going to smoke yours. Here you go. Thank you. Love You're you. welcome. Okay. Um, Cigarettes I'm going to start you guys off Hi, with... Uh, Hi, Are we taking it back? Before we go to karaoke, Slowing Russell, what kind of um, Russell, or truffles did you bring today? Oh, yeah. I brought a smorgasbord, but before that, I'd like to talk about our three-day birthday truffle, like, birthday... Shuffle. It's a St. Patrick's weekend. Okay. See, like, on Friday the 16th, Critter's daughter, Madeline, and let's see, She's she a turned very nice 22. Girl. Shout out to So Madeline. I made t two kinds of gargantuan truffles for her. It's a, actually, Ray's birthday was the day before, right? Okay. Yes. <laughs> and how so you I had two truffles. Yeah, like one, Madeline's original plan was to have a gargantuan truffle made of chocolate in the inside. The outside was circus animal cookies. Yummy. And plan B. And plan B. I know. <laughs> and so I made another one, vice versa. So circus animal cookies inside. Put plan B in your truffle. Chocolate inside. <laughs> no which, one by the way, this weekend. No one at all. <laughs> I actually Thank brought God. the replica, That'll the demo later. of what it looks like. <laughs> okay. 
Yay. Can I eat one of those? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, and that was a lot of fun. So then on St. Patrick's Day, which was epic, and Norma, our, one of our good our friend. friends. Yeah. Yes, it was her was birthday. Born on St. Patrick's Who Day. Who did not ever, she never wears green on St. Patrick's Day. I know. On her birthday. So she looked um, good in red. She looked beautiful, but I pinched the shit out of her. So sure. she, I gave well, her a gargantuan carrot cake, which is like <coughs> mouthwatering good. The one you made for me for my wedding. Yes. I got the first gargantuan truffle, didn't I? Yeah. I actually, th- this is how much Norma loves me. I literally put green party beads around her neck and for 13 seconds she wore it. Wow. wow. <laughs> and so, and last but not least, Saturday, uh, Sunday, uh, Fisty, Fisty Christie's birthday. I'm so sorry I missed that, by the way. Uh, the 40s, uh, excuse me. Yeah. What? <laughs> her name is Chris, but. Fisty Christie. We call her Fisty It's a long Christie. story. There's a lot of Chris's around. it was earned yeah. and yes, it's a, like it sounds. Yeah. Okay. So, her favorite was the crispy chocolate peanut butter and she Ooh, didn't like the gargantuan ones, gargantuan ones but she wanted like the tiny little ones which was like I gave her 50 for her birthday that's Aww. perfect she can share with <laughs> her class and I do have plenty of leftover so I'm trying Yay. to get rid of all the truffles today well, I'm, gonna tell you I'm always happy to receive those two I personally like the smaller right, ones I, I do too um, I, li- I mean I love the big ones okay they're awesome, but size is not always. Um, it's the motion the mo- of the truffles. It's <laughs> not always the the biggest thing. The size of the thing, ball, I guess. Right? Mm. You know, um, it's not always bigger, better. Um, well, but no, sometimes. I mean, they're awesome. This Just is a, they're yeah. super fantastic. But I kind of like the bite size What I got in ones. my hand right now is a two-pound thin mint truffle. Whoa. It's it's like big boobs. You know, it's like any more than fits yeah. in your it's mouth. Like an it's like an oxymoron. Much. Exactly. A two-pound thin mint. That's an oxymoron. But seriously, yeah. and and the so right. I gotta get a knife for that and like. Like it takes like work to eat that, and I'm not into cooking. <laughs> cooking. Uh, cooking. She thinks anytime she goes into the kitchen, if it all I have to not, it's cooking. If I, if I can't just like eat cereal, you know, always cooking. And, and then it's cooking. Right. It's, Anything above cutting. cereal. So anyway. Russell, that's I love, cooking. I love you. The, your cereal. Any milk. which way. I thank you all. So that was my <laughs> weekend of. So I'm, now just, I'm now gonna take a truffle break. Can I tell you? Can I we tell you that again it. this or last week? I don't know if you brought any this week, but again last week for the second week in a row, I did not get any truffles that Amanda went home with. What? Me. I gave you truffles the other day. When you came and picked them up from my house, you were like, "I am on keto." Oh, I did. I picked don't up those you liar. Those <laughs> I picked. I did pick up two truffles. Well, because she ate my last ones. Well, I, no, I, I ate two, and you ate two. There were only four. That's true. I take. I that ate back. my two. I take that. Back. And you take your two. What about the week? Don't before? try trying that. I ate yours that week. <laughs> Normally, I would eat shots. But you know what? I, I didn't have anyone cooking for me. Neither and did I. There was. I needed food. <laughs> I can't resist the truffle he, either. That's why Russell I, kept me fed that week, okay? So you're I welcome. Truffles. Thank Excellent. you. Uh, speaking of which, if anybody wants uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, I have them outside. Ooh, I do. Actually, I'm like shaking hungry. I mean, okay. first, I haven't eaten yeah. I got gummy bears. I need food or I'm going to perish. Uh, I do have some, gummy bears. Some say I've got At, at the first uh, musical break, we'll... And eyeliner. Musical break? Wait, what's right stinking musical break? <laughs> it's karaoke We got day. karaoke. Well, a karaoke music. break. Yeah, everyone wow, else can go take a break. break while whoever comes in and sings. That's going to be our music today. Yeah. Screw that. Oh, that's fucking cool. <laughs> we don't have time we don't for have music plug and karaoke. any no. like, bands that aren't here. We that's are the bands. That's just absurd. Exactly. I'm a little scared, but... So you know? for the first music karaoke break, Bob, what were you Bob, wanting to sing? Play us out of here. How about Feel Us Still? I like that song. Okay, uh, keep talking while I like type and stuff and okay. get it ready. I, uh, so funny story about that. Um, <clears throat> 
I had the song stuck in my head for like three days and I sang it to Amanda and she's like, oh my God, I love that song. And then she looked on karaoke version and I'm like, I'm pretty sure it doesn't exist. No, that was like the end of it. <laughs> she downloaded it and then like we, we talked on the microphone for like three minutes and 13 seconds and then boom the song started and i'm like oh yes i get to sing it now and then she sings it now too so do you guys get yes. that like rivalry thing uh no not necessarily there there are points where um where she just slaps me right on the chest and she says sounds i like want to sing it that sounds like her well yeah, yeah I, so adriel is very new to the karaoke biz right very, oh, he's very a junkie new. already. Oh, he's totally junkie. He's, he got bit by the bug for Ooh. sure, but we get in, like, arguments. I'm, I'm trying to teach him the etiquette of, like, you know, Karaoke. by the way, there is no way on the planet that I'm going to sing Tricky with you, because I sing that with Russell, That's yes. and Ooh. that's done. Done deal. Tricky. Do you know no how many people Tricky. feel like I'm cheating on them when I sing Home or Little Talks? Well, I used to, but I've gotten used to you cheating on me, so I'm okay with that. Well, I get used to you cheating on me, too, going to other people karaoke when you're just, like, down the street well. for me. <gasps> oh. He's only going to be there two more shows, so I figured I had to support, and I oh. went to yours, didn't I? And I stayed. And I sang. I'm just giving you and shit. And it sounded bad. And, no, and you're welcome for that. <laughs> and I'm going to... So how do we get these people loosened up? Does anybody have a joint or something? I got truffles. I got a smorgasbord of munchies Get them high on. Are you ready? Please. Bob, are you ready? Uh, I can barely see the monitor, but yeah. Oh, I like your hair today, Bob. That's all I got. It's like, see the door. It's, it's, you're, you're fine. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's right. You can't stand up. You're on crutches. Bob. I could be on crutches. We don't specially accommodate those <laughs> on crutches. No, no, no. I'm fine. I'm fine. In fact, we I've, I've, su- I've sung we enough to you where I specifically kind of don't need the word. Nah. Uh oh. Show off. Oh. Yay. Oh my god. Oh no. Oh no. Don't, don't even try no, to do that. No, no. no, no that's no, not going no. to end well. Oh, this looks like a oh. oh dear god. It's on a ledge. I don't know if y'all know yet, but you don't tell Demanda no. It's also on a boat. No. <laughs> you don't tell her no, or else it's you'll regret it. Clearly, I've told her no. <laughs> that is, I don't you say don't even know how stable that is. Also, like, that is very good. Probably. It's on a ledge. It's on a ledge. It's this no, wide. Mm-hmm. Now I, and it's on no, this thing. That's, like, it's not going nowhere. I will also only sing. <laughs> it's going down. It is not. Well. No, it's not. <laughs> Unless there's an earthquake. And it's already broken. So it you know, kind of already broken. It's already broken. Something, so if, if it falls, I will just say I will go get a freaking new monitor for them, <laughs> and they'll be like, yes, because ours is broken. <laughs> but it's not going to go anywhere. Anywhere. Sounds like half the things that existed in my childhood. <laughs> and in this radio station. Things that are <laughs> broken <laughs> and things that don't exist. <laughs> There's at least like, two broken like versions of things is that working. What you mean? Is that what you mean? I don't know if this Aww. is going to work. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I grew up in the suburbs. <laughs> yeah, we know about you, Bob. We don't take you seriously, trust me. I've asked. Yes. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I love you. I love you, too. Um, How many polls have you taken? I take lots of polls. <laughs> Four. But only recreationally, not for okay. any, any sort of, you know, academic purpose. No. All the polls. Oh, that, that, that was sudden. Well done. Uh, I thought you were born ready. This is fun fun. Fun. I will start it over, but I didn't know if it was going to play, how loud it was going to be. So give me one second. Okay.
be shy. Well, she's adjusting like everything. Laura says it could be louder. Hold on. Excellent. Thank you, Laura. Shout out to Laura. I love you. Thank you for the sermon. Thanks for the candies, Laura. Laura. They were pretty good. So this song is too this long. Okay, start over. Yay. Introducing Bob Hilario, also known as Bobblehead. Bob Hilario. All right, so if you want, you guys, Sarah Sparkles and I said, think that we should sing a song together. But you guys can take, you don't have to sit here and watch it because we're not going to have a music break in a three hours is a long time. We're not very interesting, actually. If, if you guys at any time need to take a break to go outside or to get food, cross the street, or a drink, or a bathroom, we're just 
fucking me. Or a blowjob, like around the corner. What? What? I, what? What, what? Oh, you didn't know Lost. about that, Bob? Oh, you had me at job. What? You, didn't <laughs> uh, you had me at job too. I can't keep. So, up. Sarah Sparkles, what did you want know. to sing with him? I don't know. What do you, What do you think? Do you want? Come on, Eileen, for Bob because he's such a leaner now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I would love that. <laughs> or, or, or we could do um, um, little talks, or we can do home, or we can do. Um, bad reputation, or we can do don't go breaking my heart, or we can do you know, I don't know, don't go whatever you're in the mood heart. for. Yeah. You're the boss. My, oh, okay, this is your show. Make the decision. Are you, Ooh, you guys can better. still hear? Yes, okay, because I couldn't hear for a I second. apologize about that when I say. Okay, to talk amongst yourselves for a moment. Tell us again about body casting. Body casting, the verb. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, so uh, what, 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 what question you got for us? What's the, what's the casting process? Amanda, you know they're casting not actual. Casting process is that we tell our directors, hey, I'm available um, on this week to do the thing. And they're just like, hey, guys, here's casting. Today, Riff's going to play Riff. Ken's going to be Tree. He's going to he's actually going to be everybody on the actoring list. He's just going to be in a bunch of shedding costumes, multiple costumes labeled on on top of each other. Um, but no. I think I'd like to clear so up a miscommunication, right? Like like I don't know. At first I thought like literally I was excited about body plaster casting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We legit had plaster caster in the making here. Well, and by the end of the night, tech crew does need to be put in a body cast because of all the <laughs> That sounds like my kind of show. Doing all the heavy lifting. <laughs> catching actors. Catching actors? Do they fall? You mean like dirty dancing? Like when Patrick Swayze has to pick up the girl and then <laughs> uh, so No one puts refresh in the corner. <laughs> Sometimes if we're doing like a special entrance, but no, actors will just fall. Tech people will fall. Everybody falls because it is dark. after dark. midnight. It's dark. <laughs> Hopefully you got a good buzz on. <laughs> Unofficial, 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 unofficial. Okay, you guys know I drink when I work, right? All the yes. time at karaoke. Um, yes. So I might have spilled some tequila into uh-huh. my computer uh-huh. last night, or something might have gotten spilled. I'm just gonna I say my computer, computer is is like glitchy, being kind of glitchy. Like the mouse doesn't want to work real well Uh-oh. at this point. One so just FYI, it's like it's not like I, I was trying so hard to turn it up. Okay, but the mouse wouldn't go there, and it kept like popping back to the other place, and I'm like, if you if you want to try this USB mouse, the cure for that is that you give your computer plenty of water so that they don't get a hangover. (laughs) I'm just saying, just so I'm trying really hard, and it's like fucking with me is what it's doing. And then if you want if you want to try this mouse, not really. Okay, all right. (laughs) She said no if that wasn't clear. No, yeah, I'm clear. It's cool. No means no. No, no means no. Her, her, her so, mouse, her right. So I had this idea today yeah, for a new. I uh, got it ready. For a new game. See, I knew if we were going to be talking about, it, we'd start talking about, it and then it'd be ready. Yes, that's yes. Just how Sarah it Sparkles, works. are you ready for your song? That you, I didn't even tell you what we're going to sing. No, but thanks. I really enjoy that. Okay, you're I welcome. I don't get stage fright at all. <laughs> it's good. I love a surprise. Don't worry. Trust me, I'm a karaoke host. I'm gonna come I'll be the boy. What? I'll be the girl. Oh gosh. Hey Bob, this is the one I was talking about. I love about. this song, but I don't sing it very well. Oh. But that's alright. Don't go breaking my heart. I, I couldn't if I tried. 
breaking my heart You take the weight off of me Oh honey, when you knock on my door Ooh, I gave you my key This is way easier with Jameson, I'm just saying Sarah Sparkles. Sorry, everybody out there. I learned from our first show. 
<laughs> Love Shack. Remember Love Shack with two people, both of them being us. No, remember? Well, do you remember Love Shack when I thought oh. had the brilliant idea that everyone take a verse? Oh. oh. Or it was like every other line or something. <clears throat> Before we had Adriel, then what Adriel happened? really killed it at and Love Shack. I think he should sing. People did not oh, play along. <laughs> didn't play along. They did not play along. You know when people don't follow the rules. Yeah. Right? Insubordinate assholes, I say. There's like three rules on the soccer field. All my kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, see, like how I did the whole thing with one eyebrow. I, oh, you can't see. I, I can't see. You look beautiful. <laughs> like any glasses, Blind though. Like. So she thinks I look good with one eyebrow and I can sing. So I see no wrinkles, by the way, on people. Thank like guys are all God. just like. Yeah. I don't Thanks, it's the avocado. Thank you. So you are saying I look really pretty right now. You were, yes. Thank you. You are very beautiful. Thanks. Man. Oh God. So uh, I would like the fact yes. that you were able to sing that entire song and put on makeup during. I, if I can drive, do makeup, eat, and and like Great yell at my children. son, I think I can I can do most things. I can I'll, do I'll, anything I put my mind to. I can't do anything really well, but I can do a lot of things ooh, at once. Ooh, ooh. I guess I made some new paintings. She did. I got to see him. Do yes. I, do I get to name them? No, you do not. You don't get to have anything. Uh-uh. <laughs> did you have no idea? She's she's like you haven't seen the paintings. Look at them really directly. Well, I had someone like last do night. Do not stare listen. directly into the So painting. I was out in the back at the swinging door, and I was like showing someone the paintings on my phone. I was like, look at my paintings. <laughs> and uh, this guy who was like listening but kind of looking, and he kept looking, and he goes. Are you okay? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not okay. What are you thinking? But yeah, he was like, really, like, are you okay? Just because, you know, it's got like this bunny killing yeah, a unicorn yeah. and rainbow blood. <laughs> He's running. It's natural. No. And, and, like, and like squirrels and you know. Yeah, it's a nature scene. You, you want to do? Trying to trying to code to see if you were safe. Yeah, right? No, I mean, he was like, are you okay? No, like, like mentally. Like, something you need to say. Yeah, like. You can't. It's, it's therapeutic. <laughs> I mean, and if you look at my paintings at, at the first glance, if you don't, like, look at them too hard, they look, like, kind of happy, yeah. like, bright, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Mm, yay, kind of. And then you see the homicide. And then you see the homicide <laughs> in them. And, and, yeah. the, and the bloody body parts. So it's a hallmark through. moment. Right. It really is. Yeah, yeah. Your, your, your paintings are very, like, late night adult swim, like, 2 a.m. Adult Swim. I was, yeah. Yeah. So the newest one I did, I finished was like, um, it's squirrels. Mm-hmm. And you know how? Have you ever seen the game Duck Hunt? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it has like ducks, Dang. and you know, it's got a little, um, not really maybe not Duck Hunt, but it has like bullseyes on them, you know, and they're like going across like a game at a carnival <laughs> type thing. Except these are squirrels, right? And they're squirrels, and they're on these little branches. And then they're holding something, and then there's like a slingshot at the bottom to hit the squirrels, you know? Like, <laughs> I was kind of excited about it. And then, oh, I got the, my newest one, beside that I'm work, currently working on, is where you've got the dead unicorn, right? And it's got the bunny in the Captain Morgan pose, you know, with like his leg up. Oh, right, yeah. Like conquest of, on on the unicorn, the unicorn, right? And got a, you know, like a flagpole in its hand with a pirate bunny flag on it. Hmm. 
Yeah, because we all know what a pirate bunny flag looks like, right? And then the, uh, and the other hand, it's got it's got it's holding a dead squirrel Captain upside Morgan. down by its tail, like I'm reaching out, and like here. You can so have those squirrel. Of, those of you who don't know about the squirrel reference, what, what the hell is she talking about? Oh, that's about? right. Yes, the squirrel. So reference. I'm gonna keep catch you up, and I don't even care but about life. PC because it says life. Well, so she just went through a breakup. <laughs> Kind of, and but Aww. for real, for real, felt all the feels, and um, Ryle's and then discovered in the midst of this a really super yeah. awesome talent for painting. I started for painting walls. <laughs> for walls. Um, well, the talent was there, just the need was the need, raised. You know how risen. heartbreak and love, <laughs> like like instigate art, right? Inspire yes. art. So this was that first one, and um, so now they're back together, yay! But like still the homicidal bunny squirrel uh, thing. I got these pictures in my head. I gotta get them out. Yeah, exactly. And the squirrel is—they were gonna adopt a squirrel, and they actually did yeah, a squirrel that comes to our house every day. Mm-hmm. And they made—they have squirrel feeders. They built a thing into their window. It's really gone quite far, and so the, all the squirrel references are t- regarding their pet squirrel. Well, yeah. Named fuck. What was his name? What was his name? Nutter, Nutter butter. Nutter butter. Nutter butter. Nutter butter right. That's right. He was delicious. We still have multiple Nutter squirrels butter. that come to our house and, and come into the kitchen to get nuts. Do, do you I recognize Nutter, Nutter butter? Nutter. I don't know about. I just quite You're a think bad Nutter, squirrel mom. Wait, no. There, I know there's Even a black one. Like there's like a. There's several different there's ones. A tan one. Some are, yeah, I mean, there's several some. different ones, but I don't Nutter butter. I don't know if he's okay because mm. he, I don't. Perfect. He, quick, he was coming around like every day. Oh, like like we could. Tell, mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it disappeared. <laughs> well, I was talking to Jake about that, and I reminded him what season is it, it is. So he might not be by for a while. No, no I hope he's okay is my thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, because we still have squirrels that come to our house every day. Like a couple. Several. To and go eat out of the horse head? They still will not eat out of the horse has, head. Has that been hanging from your hammock this whole time? Because yes. I saw this, like, disembodied horse head, like, hanging from the hammock, kind of a few inches above yeah. the ground, and I'm like... Huh. And then I forgot. I forgot that like I knew exactly what it was. Yeah. It just looked oh. fucking weird. Like, the squirrels just come and hit it. I think well, they just and knock the nuts out of it, so they don't have to put their head up into the horse head. They're smarter oh. than that. The They're the Stanford thing. ones. The Stanford squirrels. The black ones. Oh, so well, one of them is, but the other yeah. ones are regular ones. But it, that inspired my what part of my paintings that I just did, and it's got like the unicorn dead head, you know, but with a squirrel going up into it, like it's wearing it. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just not. Saying, I'm crazy, but I'm not dangerous. So it's okay. 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 Then, I don't know. You're doing something wrong. <laughs> I'm just. I'm. I'm almost got this whole set done though. I know. I'm glad you could use my my cake um design thing. Okay. Like seriously, like I have these like cake top things that you like. I don't know. Shake powdered With sugar over. On it. It's like a stencil, basically. With a brain on it. It's got a no. No, that's my Jello mold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanksgiving just isn't the same without a I used Jello mold. Sugar, or, um, powdered sugar design things, stencils on my wall. Right. They're for paint. like cake. So they have like, there's like hearts going out and there's like stars and there's polka dots and stuff. And she's gotten really creative with my cake decorating it's things. Very, it's very sparkly. Right. So who's going to be yeah. the next to sing? I, I think it's going to be Russell and Critter. Me and Critter. Another duet. Um, Lincoln Park. Okay. Awesome. I'm going to have you guys come in here. Okay, um, I'm gonna have to have probably Dave and Bob. I know Bob, you're having a hard time walking, but oh, I, 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 can, I can, I can move. Yeah, oh, okay, take so me out. I'm, but it's gonna take a second. I'm trying. 
So I need, well, I need two microphones in it'll here. Say, it'll take longer than me. Here, take my mic. And while you're singing, guys, I'm actually gonna go take a break. I'm gonna run out there and stuff. <laughs> Careful, it's really windy. Okay. I need, gotta get, get my Pokemon on. You know. Super windy. Let's take your Pokemans for a walk. Oh, and that, right? There's a gym right there. Is the thing. And I think that there's actually a raid going on. So. Raid them. Yeah. Take exactly. their stuff. Do whatever Pokemon will, it's do. It's not take their stuff. It's I will go beat them. Yeah. Fight them. Kick them. Okay. So what Lincoln Park song did you say? Uh, we're gonna do somewhere I belong. Oh, that's a good one. Take the mic out of the stand, I bet. Where's your headphones? Put up. Oh yeah. Thank you. <laughs> By the way, isn't wasn't it Chester's birthday yesterday or today? Oh fuck! You have to remind me about that. Damn it! Now I'm back in mourning. Oh, oh. Oh yeah. I would say it's not his birthday. I was mad for a long time. <laughs> I was mad. Now I'm sad. No, he was only like what, 41, 42. Yeah, something like that. So like my age, is that what you're saying? Pretty much. <laughs> Take it out. Is your mouse messing up again? Give it more tequila. So John, talk, tell us about tell us about your films. Hey, John, tell us about your films. Oh yeah, so I make movies, and I just finished one. So I'm gonna shamelessly plug into the mic now. Uh, the movie's called Third Law. It's a dark comedy slash crime thriller. Uh, there's there's some romance in it, so if you're into that. Uh, if you want to know more about it, uh, you could follow me on Instagram at John Chris Lopez. Awesome. And uh, you'll all your dreams will come true. Thank you. <laughs> so out of every single dream will come true. Guaranteed. Every single one. So are we gonna see it at one of the um, San Francisco film festivals? Uh, hopefully. Uh, I won't find out until later in the year, so we'll see. Good luck with that. Oh, thank you. Guys, I hope it gets entered in Labor Day, because I go to the Telluride Film Festival in Colorado every Labor Day weekend. Mm. And these are the films, like, most likely to get into the Oscars. And you have, like, filmmakers, film critics, and movie buffs, like, a whole trifecta coming to this uh, small mountain town in the middle of nowhere. But it's a great place to get away from it all. And you have every celebrities, including like Leonard Maltzen, the film critic, and Werner Herzog, the documentary filmmaker. Werner Herzog? We actually have a theater. We actually have a theater uh, named after him. It's actually a hockey rink that I work in. So they they customize it into an actual movie theater. You can put 650 people in there. So it will be like my... Fifth, sixth year of going back there. So, I guess I'll submit. Nice. Alright, you guys ready? Ready. Your mics are on. Alright, here we go. And Katie is just getting off the freeway.
when this began. I was confused. And then let it out, out to find that not the only the person with these things in mind. Inside of me. Oh, that they can see the words revealed. It's only only real thing I got left to feel. Nothing to lose. Just stuck, hollow, alone. And the fault is my own. And the fault is my own. I wanna heal. I wanna feel what I thought was never. All the pain till it's gone. I wanna heal, I wanna feel like I'm close to something real. I wanna find something I've wanted all along. Somewhere I belong. And I got nothing to say. I can't believe I didn't fall right down on my face. I was confused. Looking narrow only to find that's not the way I had imagined it in all of my mind. So what am I? What do have a negativity? Cause I can justify that everyone is looking at me. Nothing to lose. Nothing to gain. Hollow alone. And the fault is my own. And the fault is my own. I wanna heal. I wanna feel. What I thought was never So the pain till it's gone. I wanna heal, I wanna feel like I'm close to something real. I wanna find something I've wanted all along. Somewhere I belong. I will never know myself until I do this on my own. I will never feel anything else until my wounds are healed. I will never be anything till I Thank you, Thank you, Russell. Can you turn my up? Stay there for a minute. Okay. We're here. I would push buttons and make things happen, but I don't know how it can happen. I think we're going to need help with the board. I'm turning up the mics. All the way? Past the black. No, just two blacks. Two the black. Match it? Yes. What? Smarter than I look. <laughs> All right, everyone's mics are on out there, so don't talk about things you don't want to be hearing on the air. That's like the most frightening one. But, but do talk. For meat? Yes, for meat. Into the mics. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> I think we have dead air. Okay. All the hosts are out of the studio. But that's okay, because uh, there's us, right? We could sing another song. <laughs> I don't know. She's got the list going, and I don't want to deviate from the list, but I think Adriel would like to sing. Yeah. Adriel should sing. Dude, you're 
He did um, Last Resort last night. Mm-hmm. Papa so Roach. Fucking good. Yeah, it was awesome. Everything okay. is really good, actually. It's really yeah, kind of irritating. <laughs> I can work for that shit. If I don't feel like I can even hey, go close to seeing, I will ice ice baby. Hey, Amanda, are we going to do uh, fortunes this night, Todd? Oh. Oh. Yeah, we could do fortunes. I thought we could do some chili yeah. peppers. Yeah. I don't touch Amanda's things. <laughs> Just yeah, more stuff. people coming as we speak. <laughs> No. Pam is not here at the moment. What's the next song? Because I got a song. You can hang out if you want. I hope Pam is here soon because I want to talk to her. (laughs) Are not here this week? I don't know why they didn't want to talk to us. We're very delightful. Well, Laura, why does Russell always miss your birthday? Why does Russell? (laughs) What birthday? (laughs) Laura's birthday. She's she's suggesting a subject to talk about. So very good job on your song, guys. Thank you. Um, I was outside showing you pictures of my paintings. And you have... And out of curiosity, where did you get the peanut butter sandwiches? They were in a bag out there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just eat food, bag food. (laughs) Russell, you can can have the last one. I'm I'm coming out right now. And they're crunchy peanut butter. I like it. All right, so... Oh, okay, so my headphones are now gone again. Um, headphones are not working. Headphones aren't working. Someone talk. I, the microphones are still working. I'm Gimpy. This is Gimpy. Um, my name is Adriel. I'm going to give a shout out to Dev. And Hi, Dev. Dev and Steve Hayes, DJ Purple. Um, his la- one of his last two nights last night, we, we started at kind of cheating on Amanda, but... Um, it's been a long time since I've seen Dev sing karaoke. He, he used to be part of a, a improv troupe. Okay. Thing. He's really good. So, so it was nice to have him there and kind of, kind of cheered me on too. So, that was really fun. Thanks, Deb. All right. So I guess we have everyone here now, and we have yeah. someone new join us. Want to say hi? Oh, hey, it's Katie. Katie, get on the mic, damn it. Say hi. When did Katie walk in? Hi there. It's one of Critter's litters. Critter's litter. Yeah, yeah. Almost the whole litter. Um, the she, she wants child. to draw on my face. All right, so one thing I can promise you at Afternoon Delight is we will tell your fortune, and you will get a gift out of the bag. And it'll okay? be a, a weird gift. It's I don't know what's in here, really, honestly. Um, <laughs> You never know. I think the butt plugs are gone now, though. I think so, too. Those got fought over so fast. It was insane. Do you, were you I want there? another whoopee cushion. Were you there? There were I like three, and I think you had them all, didn't you? I got or two I, of them. I bought three, and I think I put two in the bag and gave one to my son, which he promptly broke like you did. No, I still have mine. How many? Two. You still have both? I thought yeah. you popped one. No, the other, the other one is... Well, actually, I gave it to Caroline. <laughs> she, she, popped popped it. I was say, she probably popped it. But um, she, you, you and her have the same birthday, right? Or like a day apart? No, we have the same exact birthday, right down to the same exact minute, and that's why we're so No way. Similar. Different year, though. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say, I'm a huh. You look a little rough around the edges for <laughs> 24. <laughs> but only, I'm maybe 25. In a very 25. nice way, she says that. In a very nice way. Oh, you guys. Mm. I'm very flattered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I have to be nice all the time. Is everyone Everybody in the has to yeah, But I'll take it. What? What? <laughs> what? Hi, Katie. Katie also oh, no, is part of the body. No. 
Bodycast. Uh, the Bodycast. Bodycast, what? Uh, Who? I, I, said, I said I was saying that Katie is also part of the Bodycast. She is. Um, that we're going to take a field trip and see. She does. She plays Trixie. I do. I do security and I play Trixie and occasionally Rocky as well. Well, more than occasionally lately, actually. Girl, if you ever need a body double or like a stand-in, I don't know how to strip, but like I could figure it out <laughs> probably, maybe. You too. I think there's a join.bodycast.com. Really? Wow. Yeah. If you you're in your 40s, put, can you still play? You are completely welcome awesome. to join cast. You can do whatever you want on there. Excellent. Just fill so out an application, sign your name. Do whatever you want like on there. I put you ever, ever say strip that. on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. I was very impressed. <laughs> So right now, Amanda Rex is distributing the last of the cards. I still haven't got one, but she always forgets me, and that's fine. <laughs> but um, and Katie is pi picking out of the white elephant bag something. Surely exciting. Wow. Ooh, thank you. And Adriel just shared an orange with me, and I'm excited about that. Way Thank to go, Katie. You. Getting the worst prize ever. She got the worst prize ever? You're always welcome. I think beauty is How corrupt. Man, this is the first video, man. We need to crank it back up. We need your bronze out there, man. You know what I'm talking about? 30s and polish, everything. Put your pimping down, man. What's up? I'm with that. I'm with all that. But I'm telling you what we need to do. We need some space futuristic type things. You know what I'm saying? Let's do that. Okay. They scared of that. It's that time, folks. Let's do it. All right, then. Let's do both of them.
this should be mic number four. Fucking perfect. I love that sound. That's fucking beautiful. Me talking to an empty room. Hopefully it'll be full by eight o'clock. We'll see.
to Spiritual Psychology with Renee McKenna. I'm a therapist and healer here in San Francisco. And if you want real change, on a soul level, you've come to the right place. start <laughs> well, so do you introduce yourself in the beginning yeah of the show? so welcome to scotch talks podcast this is your host scotch um with us today is a good friend of mine renee mckenna hi scott hey welcome happy to be here yeah happy to have you <laughs> um i'm not sure what to talk about where to start um well we, we were just talking about intentions right yes so, and I have a lot of areas of my life, and I think that the easiest way to tie them all together is through this intention-setting work that I did years ago through this book called The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. It's by Stephen Covey, and um, it's one of the most powerful spiritual books that I know written in the guise of a business literature. Mm. It's really um, amazing. And one of the exercises in that book is to write a personal mission statement. And I've had the opportunity to start quite a few businesses, many of which have failed. And um, <laughs> and um, <clears throat> and it's nice to start a mission, to have a mission statement in when you have an organization, because mm-hmm. then you can kind of determine the actions that you're going to take, and you can run them against the mission statement, because the mission statement doesn't change. It's kind of like the core, like why the intention, right? Mm-hmm. And so, Kobe suggests that you write a personal mission statement, and which is like an intention. And so my mission statement that came out of that work was to use all of my gifts and talents for the benefit of the most people and myself. Actually, originally, it wasn't and myself. In the last few years, I've added myself into that, um, which feels really important. Can you just say that one more time? Using all of my gifts and talents for the benefit of the most people and myself. Okay. And do you go into every single situation with that in mind? Do you bring that up? I wish that I was conscious enough to think (laughs) about it all the time. Although on a regular basis, I do think about it. And it has become kind of a working part of who I am as a person now. Mm -hmm. And well, I mean, it, it fits with my personality because I'm a very extroverted group crowd kind of person. I'm Mm. a service oriented person. I love to do stuff for other people. Um, I've, you know, the pathological side of that is that I'm a codependent and I can care more about caring for other people than I do for myself. Mm. But you know, the, the healthy, I think, um, the higher resonance of that is that I can do a lot of good in the world. Mm. And so, and adding myself into the equation actually cancels out the codependent piece, the pathological piece, because if I'm involved, if it's just all about you, it's a way to escape myself. Mm. But if I include myself in the equation, then the equation tends to be more balanced yeah. is my experience. Nice. So, I mean, I, you know me, I can just talk. So <laughs> <laughs> how, um, how that play, how that has played out for me is, you know, I have had, I had, I like to call it the burden of potential and <laughs> right. And you know, I had a lot of different things that I was good at 
as a kid in school coming up. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I was good at art. I um, was good at science. I got the highest chemistry mark and as a senior in high school in my, in my town, which was a pretty big town. Um, I'm really good with people. I was in student government. I was president of my senior class. And and so there was a lot of variant ways I could go. Did I want to become someone in the medical community or in, in environmental science? Did I want to become a politician? Did I want to be an artist? I, I loved literature. I, I actually became an English major in college. So the hard thing for me, you know, my parents told me, you can be anything you want. But the hard thing was like, I had so many fucking things that I possibly could have done. I couldn't make up my mind. Yeah. Right. So after high school, I took a gap year and went and worked in a factory because I didn't know what to do. What? Yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah. So, um, which was really, it was a really instructive experience. It was a really instructive experience on a lot of levels because, so the company that I worked for was particular, it was a Jewish owned company. Um, a conservative Jewish-owned company, and the two men who had started the company had tattoos from the Holocaust on their arms. They escaped the camps oh my um, God. at the age of 20 and came to America and started a business. Wow. And most of the people who worked there were Jewish immigrants. It was kind of like the UN. It was very interesting. Yeah, all the people that worked in the office... Uh, I mean, eventually they all spoke English. They all spoke Yiddish, which was how they connected with each other at conservative at the conservative temple. And, um, so there was people from Poland and there was people from Germany and there was people from, so they were from all over the world. And, um, it was interesting cause the, the, the production, all the people in the production department were from Puerto Rico and all the people down in the shipping department were all from the Philippines. Oh, and, wow. um, yeah, it was interesting. And I was the Goyam that worked at front. I was the girl, the white girl, the non-Jewish girl, the Goyam. Um, that worked (laughs) girl he would call me girl call that man (laughs) so um, yeah it was a really it was a really really interesting experience to work for you know they all kept kosher and we kept the Jewish holidays and um, yeah it was a super dysfunctional family business but uh, (laughs) but I learned a lot about Judaism and a lot about and a lot about that I didn't want to work in a factory for four dollars an hour for the rest of my life four dollars motivated me to go yeah when I got a raise I went to four twenty five whoa wow of course this was a long time ago (laughs) I'm 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 gonna be 55 in a couple minutes so this was in 1983 way before you were born (laughs) So, (laughs) so anyway um we get off on that. I don't know how we get off on that. But um, <laughs> so we were talking. I know this is an art podcast mm-hmm. at its essence, right? At its essence, yes. At its essence, it's about art. Oh, I was talking about all the different things I did in school. So funny, we were just talking to somebody about this the other day. Part of the reason I didn't go to art school was because there were people that were better artists than me. Really, I mean, I had, I was very lucky. I had this fabulous high school that I went to in Weymouth, Mass, and it was super progressive. And I got to take art. I was an art major mm. and an English major. I got to take art um, every day from eighth grade to twelfth grade with a fabulous art teacher, and then uh, and I took two literature classes at least every day. It was it was a brilliant wow. arts education, and but um, you know my fragile ego at the time. Um, you know, there were kids that were, I quote, quote unquote, like better artists than me. And so, I mean, I had a lot of things I could tell you about why I didn't want to go to art school. Oh, well, I don't want to make it a hobby and I you don't want to make it into a job. I might not like, it was crap. Really. I was afraid <laughs> that there was people better than me. 
which was really has I think it's a problem for a lot of people you know yeah. we we feel like we aren't good enough as we are yeah. and so and and really of essence like that's what my intention I think points to for me and is that it's not about comparing myself to other people or the gifts and talents that I have we all have gifts and talents everyone has gifts and talents and finding what those are and being willing to bring the fullest expression of them into the world I think is our work as a human mm-hmm. and you know I mean my work as a therapist um, and a psychologist and a spiritual teacher and a shaman and a healer and all the other things that I do is really to help remove the blocks that people have to their authentic self mm-hmm. and, and all those gifts and talents that we have because really it's only in bringing those forward that we find the fulfillment and the happiness and the peace and the joy that we all seek and but you know i like will smith says god put everything good on the other side of fear um (laughs) and the fear is usually about fears of our own inadequacy Mm. in comparison to our idea of who we think other people are generally i think most people suffer from that um i know i still do you know i'm i'm just finishing up my first book should hopefully be out in a month. It's going to be called Allies and Demons. In a month? It's my what? goal. It'll be out in a month on Amazon. Wow. Allies and Demons. You can find it at ReneeMcKenna.com. And, and um, you know, I was, I've been reading some other, you know, psychology, spiritual literature, because the work I do is called spiritual psychology, and it's a blend of hypnotherapy and Buddhism and shamanism, and the best, I think, of Western psychology. It's a really potent elixir for healing and transformation for me, and for the, hopefully for those I work for. <laughs> um, but, you know, I've, I, was, I was actually reading some stuff this morning, and, and I still find myself like, oh, like this writing is so good. It's so clear and to the point and deep, and, and I feel that my own work, you know, is inadequate in comparison to that. And I'm working very closely with an editor. She holds my hand every day as we write because I just can't <laughs> do it by myself. I finally realized, which is fine. I can ask for help. And, uh, you know, and so we just had this talk this morning that... You know, I have a special thing that comes through me, mm-hmm. that comes through Renee LaValle McKenna, the age I am, the experience I've had, the the voice, you know, my Boston accent, my <laughs> fuck you attitude, whatever, <laughs> you know, um, and that that's what's supposed to come through me. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to trust that that's my gift to the world and that that's good enough. It, it isn't about comparing that I'm not as good as the pathwork of self-transformation <clears throat> or Stephen Covey or Scott Peck or, you know, whoever the other people that I admire their writing is. It, it's got to, I have to have the courage to be myself. In fact, my intention recently is um, for myself, it's more of a goal, actually, is I want to become fearless. Fearless? I want to become fearless. How? I really do. I don't know how you become fearless, but I want to do it. I feel like I fear, I feel like fear is always there, but it's just cutting off that part of you that wants to make excuses. Right? And then, like, Another part just makes you do it or walks you or runs you through the fear. Well, fear really, I think, is a boogeyman for the most part. I mean, especially, you know, when I turned 50, five years ago, I took a retreat 
in New Mexico, I went to the desert. I love the desert. And I, I find the desert kind of like, there's, a, there's an openness in the space in being able to see for 40 miles and the sparseness of the landscape that just kind of clears away the details that get in the way of life. And, uh, yep. and what I felt really clearly, two things. I mean, that, that's when it, it became, the first thing was it became very clear to me that I'm here to be myself. Mm. I'm not here to be what you want me to be or what my mother wanted me to be or what society wants me to be. Like, my job is to be me. There's only one of me, and I'm going to die. And that was the second thing that happened was that at 50, I could really see the horizon line. Like, you know, at best I get another 50, and the last 10 or 15 of those are probably going to be crap, right? So, <laughs> so I got maybe 35, and I have not done the things that I want to do in this life. Mm -hmm. I've done a lot of great things, but, like, I haven't done the thing that I feel like really pushed myself to do the thing, which is what this book is the start of that to really be willing to push myself to the edge, to be willing to face my fears and outgrow them. And what's the fear? Fear of failure? Fear of success? Fear of dying? Fear of getting my feelings hurt? Like, whatever. I've already failed. I've already succeeded. I've already had my feelings hurt. I haven't died yet. Hopefully, <laughs> I only do that once. But, you know, I've already lived through all that stuff. What am I afraid of? You know, what am I afraid of? I think now what's happened for me is that my biggest fear is that I'll get to the end of my life and give myself a thumbs down. That I'll, mm. I'll be on my deathbed and have not done the thing mm -hmm. and be disappointed with myself. And that really is my biggest fear. That is a bigger fear than whether people like me or not or whether I get my feelings hurt or a bad rating on Amazon or whatever, whatever happens. Um, but there's a, but there continues to be a lot of growth to be able to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, was that just when you were in Mexico, like you had that realization or have you, cause since I've known you for this past year, like you've always just been Renee, like totally and completely yourself. Like, were you never not like that? Uh, I think in the context that we know each other, no, I think in the context that we know each other, which is personal growth work and, and a lot of spiritual work and, uh -huh. um, and it's places of great vulnerability. No, I think I've always been, I think that's been my place, my core place of self-discovery. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I feel so grateful to have for most of my life had communities of people who are doing the same thing, who are trying to grow and be the best version of themselves they can be and really deeply looking at their flaws and their fears and their frailties and, and, and trying to work through them. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that's been modeled to me. And now I know I'm a model for that just as part of a larger community. So I, I feel super grateful for that, but in other contexts of my life. So, you know, I use the book as an example. So I hired somebody, um, I spent, well, I'll just say how it happened. You know, I went on, uh, I went on a, a trip traveling. I was just thinking about it on the way here. Traveling is a, is a clear the deck place. Yep. I mean, even, never mind the desert. Um, I'm actually planning a trip in a couple of months for the same reason. When I get out of my regular routine and I get into a new place, I'm there with fresh eyes. I'm totally in the moment. I know I might never come back here. It's Tuesday at one o'clock. Like, whoa, what happens in Belgium at Tuesday at one? Like I'm like on it. Right. <laughs> and, and when I come back to my regular life, like I feel like it brings up 
in some ways, my, my best version of myself, yeah. super present, super excited, engaged with what's happening, people, places, things. Uh-huh. And then I get back into my routine life and all the things that don't support that become painfully obvious. Uh-huh. Like it feels, if it feels like I have to like squish myself back down into the box of my life, I have often had radical, cha- made radical changes to my life after taking a big trip. I've left relationships, I've quit jobs, I've moved, um, realizing that having had that experience for a week or two or three of my, of my kind of optimal way of living, I want to live that now. Mm-hmm. And we get choices. We can, if, you know, if I'm unhappy, I, I need to make some changes. There's nobody else to blame for that. So, um, so what happened when we got back from this trip, we went to Europe. I took my kids, I have two kids and, um, and I took my kids. We went to five countries in, in 17 days. It was an awesome trip. And, um, and so I get back and I remember it was a day like today. We're in San Francisco. It's a beautiful, clear day. And, and we live near the ocean and I was out on my deck and I was looking at the ocean and my beautiful house. And I have, I have another house in the East Bay. I have two houses, two kids, two dogs, two trucks. I get two of fucking everything and I'm, <laughs> and I'm miserable. Like I, mm. I felt this like almost suicidal feeling like I don't like my life. And, and I had, you know, the work I do is very visual, uses the active imagination a lot as a way, as a bridge between uh, the outer world and the inner world, between the world of spirit and the non-physical realities of our own truth, of our emotions, of, of greater consciousness, um, and bringing those into our own little brain using, for me, it's very visual. Different people have different ways. So I often have images happen to me and um, work a lot with archetypes and guides and teachers and angels and all kinds of different things. And, um, and so, as I was sitting there and I was on the phone with somebody like, why do I want to die? Um, <laughs> something's wrong here. What do I need to change? And this image of myself at the end of my life, this image of myself as an old person mm. came. Like very clear. I can still feel it. She's over here. She's on the right. She's happy with me right now. But she, and she <laughs> was like, girl, you can either do the thing and get a thumbs up or you cannot do the thing and get a thumbs down. And like, you know, at the end of the day, at the end, when I'm on my deathbed, I don't get a second chance to be Renee McKenna doing this. And just to be clear, what is the thing? So the thing at that point was, so they felt like, um, two choices. One was my profession and one was my personal life. And there was, um, definitely limitations happening in both. I've been doing the therapy work that I do for a long time, but you know, I have a little home office. I certainly am not using all my gifts and talents. And the other was my personal life and my home and my marriage. And so I was like, do I write my book or do I leave my husband? (laughs) And so I was like, I'm going to write the book first. (laughs) Subsequently, I actually have left my husband, but (laughs) there's an order of operations apparently. And so, so writing the book came first. So I, um, you know, I, it's an interactive universe. I believe in, in higher good, and I believe that there are, uh, there's a whole realm of grace that's there to support our highest good. And so I started to talk about it. I started to do some research. I have a friend who works in publishing, and I'll just say within two weeks, I had a writing support group, and I had a ghostwriter 
and mm. I had a talk with him because at that point I, I knew I couldn't do it by myself. I had kind of been trying. I had like 25 starts of writing this book. I just couldn't do it by myself. And he said to me, um, okay, so we can probably do six months, six or six to eight months. And, um, and this is how much I charge. And I had exactly that amount of money in my bank account. It was all my savings. Uh-huh. It was every penny of my savings, but I had exactly the amount. And so I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm not a huge signs and symbols person, but maybe I am. You know, I was like, all right. <laughs> so I wrote the big fat check and we spent eight months writing the book and I got a 269 page transcript at the end that was technically publishable and I hated it. I couldn't even read it. I couldn't even look at it. I read the first chapter and I was like, oh my God, I would never read this book. Did you just think that that was maybe just you? No. Or did you run it by other people? No, I didn't show anyone. <laughs> I said, if I don't love this book, I can't put it out. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm bringing this back to what the, what the question was. So in the process of writing that book, which is, it's basically the, it was basically like the, the core text of, it's the book I have now, only the book, The Allies and Demons is, is a, uh, much more condensed. And mm-hmm. I think, um, I think it's going to be shorter and more put it to the point. But one of the things when you're writing, and I think it happens all the time unconsciously when we're out, is the idea of how am I presenting myself? to Mm. people, right? How am I presenting myself? And in my work, we talk a lot about having a mask, a social mask, a sexual mask, a friendship mask, a family mask, like that we put on these different masks to be who we think other people want us to be. Mm. Think who we, or even our own idealized self-image of who we think we are, who we think we want to be, that may not be actually that connected with who, what's true, depending on how unconscious and how, that's a bummer. The further you are away from your authentic self, the more of a bummer it is, really. But anyway, the way the book was written, uh, we had, you know, I was a little bit up in the air about it, but the way the book was written was from this place of authority. Like, Renee Bacchetta, therapist for 30 years, speaks to you from, you know, and I hate <laughs> that, um, that idea, you know, there's a hierarchy, it's like, I'm well and you're sick or I'm the doctor and you're the patient and, and that's crap. Like I'm a human, I'm more fucked up than most people I know. Like I'm still doing (laughs) this work. I get a lot of bags. I'm still unpacking. Um, I have a tremendous amount of experience and tremendous transformation and healing has happened for me. So I, I know that I am an example, but, um, but you know, there was this question, do I swear? Do, how do I dress? Like, do I put on the white coat like they do on, on the commercial for Excedrin? PM, <laughs> pretend like I'm a doctor and tell you that this is my authoritative opinion. People are very influenced by that stuff, yeah, right? Um, or do I wear my like heavy metal T-shirt and like <laughs> say the F word like I was raised in Boston? And and um, you know, I was thinking, oh, do I get this little mole taken off my face? Do I try to lose my accent? Like, do I try to become a more acceptable version of myself? Mm. That was the question. And, and the way that book was written, all 269 pages of it were from a mask. Mm. And so, you know, I've spent the last year rewriting it in my own authentic voice. And so, so I will tell you that, that the writing of that book in that way did come from some experience 
um, you know, stepping, I had an opportunity in January of 2017 to step out in a very public way. Um, you know, I, I was lead of Women's March, San Francisco, uh-huh. and there was a lot of things that went down in that process. Um, it was one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had, and I'm so grateful to have been able to be a part of facilitating that amazing event that ended up being, of course, a worldwide event for like Jeez. 7 million people. Yeah. But, um, but there was also, when you put yourself, when, as a privileged white woman, putting myself out as the face of an event that is, stands for social justice, um, there was some really venomous attacks on me just as a figurehead uh-huh. um, that were quite terrifying and, and upsetting um, from different communities um, and demographics in the Bay Area who, who have been disenfranchised and victimized and brutalized for centuries, and I was the person that they could shoot at. And so, mm-hmm. so there was this out of that experience uh, was the idea, well, like, how do I, if I'm going to really step out in a public way, how do I do that in a safe way? How do I do that? How do I do that? Like, do I be an authority? Do I, like, what's the, so it felt almost like a political thing. And mm-hmm. I mean, since, so it's been a lot of contemplation about that, about my, my package, my brand, like, who am I going to be? And, um, you know, happy to report that uh, the brand is just going to be me <laughs> <laughs> now. And 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 how I protect myself is to come from a place of truth and compassion. How does a uh, one go about finding their authentic self? So that's a big question. It's a big question. I I, I have a lot of answers for that question. I mean, I think. I think really it, the authentic self is always here, right here where we are. And the, the easiest direct, fastest direct route is really just to sit quietly with yourself mm. and to observe what's happening. Um, I like, you know, you were asking me a little bit early about writing stuff down. Like I, I, I like to think about the chakra energy systems if people aren't familiar with that, so in, in Chinese medicine and a lot of Eastern medicine, there's like different ideas of different chakras. So there's one at the top of our head, one between our eyebrows, one at our throat, our heart, one at our solar plexus, one just below our belly button, and one at the base of our spine. And each of them has a slightly different um, personality or has, has a different attribute holds different intentions in the world and um, not just in our body but our body those parts of our body are all metaphors for different ways of being in the world and so most of us spend most of our time in our head Mm -hmm. right most of our time is spent in our head and so and it's a valid place right there's a val (laughs) there is a lot and that's pretty much the place between your eyebrows right like that's there is a place Um, but to open up spiritually like how do I feel spiritually what does that even mean to me I think it's about asking questions Mm. and then listening for the answer that comes from within us Um, you know my my throat is my voice Um, what do I have to say to myself to other people am I full of self-hatred and criticism and judgment and fear am I full of 
love and compassion and forgiveness and inspiration or wisdom. Mm. Um, what's happening in my heart? Like if I really bring my awareness down into my chest, how am I feeling? Um, it's really about discovery. Like how do we find, it is really about like finding our authentic self. I think it's masked for most of, most of us. And to have that inquiry, like how am I actually feeling in my heart? I know I didn't have access to my heart for a really long time. It was closed. It just wasn't safe to be there. Like physically, actually I did stuff in yoga to try to open it. And mm. um, what's happening in our gut, in our belly, that's where a lot of people feel their anxieties, their fears, their guilt, their shame. Um, and you know, you drop further down, like below your belly button, that's the area of creativity. I mean, you may not feel it, but what is your inspiration? What inspires you? What, what is your creative bent? What, what is the thing that you bring and make in the world? And it doesn't have to be physical art. Mm -hmm. Some people, their creativity is, is loving children. Some people, their creativity is to facilitate safety in groups. Some people's creativity is growing plants. Um, you know, I mean, there's, or making food. I mean, those are kind of obviously creative, I think, but, but maybe not. Maybe people don't think of those as art. You know, people might limit it just to a two-dimensional thing that goes on the wall or a three-dimensional thing that sits on a desk. Um, so, so I think that finding the authentic self comes from, from continued inquiry into the self. And it's really, because I personally believe we are all connected with the divine with this greater oneness, Atman, whatever you want to call it, um, life force, it's a verb, and we're all connected with it. And so as we plumb deeper into ourselves, it really is a bottomless pit. It, I don't think it's a pit. It's, pit's bad. But, <laughs> um, it's, a bottom, it's a bottomless, it's an endless, it's an infinite <laughs> adventure. Um, of who, what is our authentic self and what's it tied to and what can come through that. So it's about questions. And if the answers to those questions are, I don't know, then you need to spend more time sitting because the answers, the answers are there. Mm. Does that answer your question? Maybe. Maybe. I'm going to have to sit with that question. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Yeah. You want to talk about art? I guess. We'll talk about art. So, I mean, yeah. Well, I like to tell my art stories funny. You know, I, um, <laughs> so I talked about, you know, high school. I didn't go to art school. And, uh, and I, one of the things that I'm a really good copyist. And again, I had this attitude of like other people's art is better than mine. Mm -hmm. But I like it when people say, ooh, that's really good. I, that mm -hmm. was most of my art was done with that in mind of mm -hmm. getting your approval of you to tell me that it was good. And then that was some kind of affirmation of me as a person somehow. But so I really didn't do much art. I certainly didn't have my own voice as an artist. Um, and I took a couple art classes in college and you know, one really instructive moment, I might've already told you the story. Um, we were doing a realistic drawing. It was actually a complicated piece of machinery. We were all drawing it from different perspectives. And, and the teacher came up to me after and he said, he looked at my drawing and he said, it's technically very good, but it's not art. And I knew right then what he was talking about. I knew it. Mm. It was, some people might think he was mean. <laughs> I was kind of like mean teachers actually. They tell <laughs> the truth. And, um, 
but I knew what he meant. It was technically good, but it, there was no heart connected with it. There was no essence of me connected with it. It was really done so that he would say, that's really good. Mm. It wasn't me coming out on the paper. And so it was a, it was a pivotal moment for me as an artist. And I didn't do art for a really long time, a really long time. And even up to that point, most of the art that I had done, it would be for gifts for people, and I would mostly copy stuff that I liked. I would copy other people's artwork and give it as a, as a gift mm-hmm. to someone. And I had these kids, and we started to go to this kind of down and dirty preschool, and they always put me on the art table with the two to four-year-olds. And it was so amazing, you know, and it was the kind of place where this wasn't about creating projects. They would just throw a bunch of like, like they would throw tinfoil and glitter and glue and paint on the table. And then the kids could like do whatever they wanted with uh-huh. it kind of a stuff. There was always just, they would throw different materials down and they, sometimes they'd have an idea, but the kids could make whatever they want. So I was with all these kids just like totally psyched to like put glitter all over the left side of their <laughs> face and paint their hair and like make these comp- complicated things that look like poo and then and then they tell you well like this was a giraffe and he has a spaceship and then the shark ate his toes and then the dog came and you know and they had these whole like elaborate internal processes that was coming out in this external messes that the kids were making with these beautiful colors it's all about process and so much fun and it opened up it opened up this creativity artistic part of me that I, you know, I have no memory of it being open. It probably was when I was very little, but um, my parents were pretty uptight. So, you know, I, anyway, and I got this, someone sent me a video. I don't know who, and I still show it to people all the time. It's called Prodigy of Color. It's about this girl, Aaliyah, Aaliyah. Oh, I should know her last name. I can't think of it. And, um, it's a video of her when she was four, and she has artist parents there from Australia, and um, and she is a gifted artist. She's actually still, she's I think she's 12 now. She's a quite quite well-known artist. Oh, wow. Yeah, she just, anyway, it's about a 15-minute video, and it changed my world. I watched this little girl, like, pour paint and drop stuff into the paint and dance around these huge canvases, and... And tell those stories like the preschool kids were doing, but, but the art was fabulous. And wow. it was art. She was making art. Like she wasn't, it wasn't a good drawing. It was art. And I, honest to God, I went out that evening and I went in the backyard with a canvas and I started throwing paint and dropping stuff into it. And I haven't done much with a paintbrush since then because I, my intention at that point was I needed to break my perfectionism and I needed to break this idea of doing something so that you would like it Mm. and so that it could be more what what it was that wanted to come through me um and it opened up this whole way to do art and to go back to my original intention of using my gifts and talents for the benefit of the most people so this preschool is a big preschool it's one of the biggest co-op preschools in san francisco it's called playmates and it's out in the outer outer sunset and there are 90 families there it's a big